Very, very shortly, in fact, he's waiting patiently on hold. I've got Tom O'Sullivan, General Manager Advocacy for the Campaign for Wool, New Zealand. Now, I want to play you a wee cut from yesterday's show. This is the Prime Minister, Chris Hipkins, get it right, um, banging on about sustainability. Now, the rural sector at the moment is suffering under depressed prices. The tax take is tanking. They're drowning in regulation. How could you talk that up? Well, if you look at the, the results that are coming out of the primary sector, actually, there's a lot to be optimistic about. You know, our export growth is booming. Um, we're getting record income from exports, and that, of course, flows through into the pockets of farmers. Um, and, you know, that's something the government's been really focused on. So the Yeah, but hang on, Chris. That, that's yesterday's news. You realise that the income across the board this year is going to be considerably down in dairy, sheep and beef and horticulture. Well, projections are that export export growth, export earnings for our primary sector are actually going to continue to grow. And, you know, the government's been working really hard on that, opening up new trading opportunities, make sure that, you know, making sure that our, our exporters can diversify their markets so that they're not subject to, you know, the global you know, global headwinds that they might have been previously. Those have been priorities for our government and they're actually paying dividends for the primary sector and I think they're going to continue to do that. But my message to the primary sector yesterday was we've got to stay ahead of the curve on issues around sustainability and around climate change because if we don't, actually we run the risk that all of that progress we've been making around exports and around, you know, earning more of an income as a country gets put at risk. I can tell you that global consumers around the world are demanding sustainability. People just aren't going to buy our produce if we don't stay ahead of the curve on issues around sustainability. They're just not going to do it. And so we have to make sure that we preserve our world-leading reputation here. So there you go. The Prime Minister on yesterday's show banging on about sustainability. How sustainable is it to put synthetic carpets in 600 schools around New Zealand. Is it absolutely or utterly hypocritical? One man who thinks it is, is Tom O'Sullivan out of the Hawke's Bay, General Manager for the Campaign for Wool. Hey Tom, I think you're on the winning side of this argument. Good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon Jamie. Yeah, look, it's um, it's kind of, I'm sure most of your listeners will be um, thinking the same as me and it's really quite laughable to have that, to see this happening and, and the hypocrisy here to be sort of out there um, saying that we're leading the charge for climate change and the environment and then to go and, and we learn that they've specified synthetic plastic carpets of 600 rural schools as you know, I'm sure most rural listeners and most New Zealanders to be honest uh, will see that as a real kick in the guts it's kind of laughable really Well add uh, insult to injury, salt into the wound it's a US firm that's doing the business Yeah, look, it, yeah, it's, it's like salt in the wound. I, to, to balance it a little bit, Jamie, I would say, I mean, my involvement, I'm with the Campaign for Wool New Zealand Trust, and our mandate is education and awareness of wool. I joined as a frustrated um, strong wool farmer four years ago, and look, we're doing everything we can to raise the profile of strong wool. I guess I would, to balance the argument, I would say I have had quite a bit of dealings in the last couple of years with MPI, um, obviously a different um, department from Ministry of Education, and the MP, uh, MPI guys have been doing some good stuff. As an example, we've got a really cool educational program called Walls and Schools where we've got a couple of shipping containers that go around uh, primary schools around New Zealand and it's really awesome. We've just completely refurbished that and to give the government credit, MPI have worked with us and they've co-funded that project. So, so to balance the argument, I would say that those guys have been very helpful and I've been working with Hayley Jane, Hayley Jane Malcolmson and Mike Stevens on that. But 
the the irony is is that here we are, they're supporting us, put that put that um, program out into schools, but the high likelihood is is that our container will turn up at a rural school. The kids will go out to the car park and and learn all the wonders of the beautiful uh, attributes of wool, and then go back into the classroom and sit on a plastic carpet. It is crazy. Is there a fair argument to say that the synthetic or plastic carpets, as you call it, are more durable, cheaper, and better wearing than a wool carpet? Look, yeah, that's the. I, I, it sort of amuses me. I mean, there's argument. I, I'm not involved. I wasn't involved with the tender process, and, and, and obviously they have their criteria they look at. But I do know for a fact that we're wool car- there were wool carpet trial options, and I do know for a fact that the ones that were there, were there are not considerably higher. And I think even the Ministry of Education, who have spoken to date, have said it wasn't really totally a price factor, or was it, that wasn't the main driver. The thing that, that amuses me a wee bit, Jamie, is that they've sort of quoted two things around the recyclability of this stuff. And, I mean, I, I just jumped on Google and had a look. You know, 90% of carpets globally are, are discarded into the landfills. 4% of, it, of, of carpets are, are, are burnt. And so 5% are recycled. And of that 5%, only one-fifth of that, the 1% of the whole total, actually goes back into carpet. So... You know, the recycling story, you know, it's a bit of a marketing pitch, really. If you're not set up to recycle, it's just not going to happen. Well, and we the, know. And, we... The other, and the other piece, Jamie, is around the fire retardants. I'm really bemused at that. They're saying, well, they chose it because this plastic product had um, passed the fire retardancy test. Well, I think we all know that, you know, synthetics and nylons and plastics burn and, 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 and put off terrible chemicals. Um, you know, it begs the question if it did pass the fire retardancy test, what the hell have they put on it to allow it to do that? We know the government's very good at virtue signalling. This would have been a good exercise in virtue signalling, even if the wool was uh, more expensive and uh, less resistant to all sorts of wears and tears than synthetics. I thought this would be a good way to fly the flag to promote an industry that's in real trouble. Yeah, I think that's the real point that, that that's calling, isn't it? Is the fact that, you know, the environment has, uh, sorry, the government has put a lot of um, regulations onto farms and a lot of pressure on farms um, to, to improve their practices, and even though they're already great, um, you know, doing great things on farms. So there's a lot of these regulations coming in, putting a lot of pressure on farmers to try and fit that or, or, or to help them with that sort of green agenda they have. And this was just a great opportunity for the government to be, you know, to be able to acknowledge the great work that New Zealand farmers are doing to help them in that and, and reward them with it. So it's a real kick in the guts. And I think it's it's kind of that, you know, it really grates when it's, you know, it's all very well to say, and I think on record the minister's been, uh, he's been on record saying, you know, we're doing all we can to try and um, look at alternative, uh, environmentally friendly alternatives to get away from synthetic fibres and work together and all this sort of stuff. But this was a perfect opportunity for the government to be able to walk that talk and, um, you know, actions speak louder than words. So I think most or most of your listeners, um, or all of your listeners, will be will be feeling the same. It's it, it's not a good look at all. Absolutely agree with you, Tom. Hey, just a, a finish uh, to finish with you. I chatted to a lady by the name of Derrily Potros Smith. I'm not sure if you know her or aware of what she's doing. I do. Yep, yeah, I do. But it, but 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 it's entrepreneurs like her that are driving innovations that will ultimately be the saviour for what is a wonderfully sustainable and natural product. Strong wall. Yep. Yeah, no, you did right, Jamie. And, and, and unfortunately, for the last few decades, we've seen the wool industry in decline. And a big driver of that, well, there's two factors, really. One, I think the industry has rested on its laurels a lot, and there hasn't been enough innovation. But also all consumers, I think we're all guilty a little bit of 
of um, being buying into that whole sort of plastic um, or, or the cheap plastic alternative. But I think it's widely accepted now globally, and it's certainly growing day by day, that the, our purchasing behaviours over the years have created a lot of environmental problems on land and in the oceans. Um, but you're dead right. What, what Strongwall particularly needs is more innovation, and it probably rested on its laurels being specified just as a flooring product, so carpets and rugs. But we're now starting to see so many more, and I certainly do in my role, so many more inquiries. I think um, I think Eerily, who you spoke to a couple of weeks ago, uh, is a really good example. But I, I, I can honestly say that I'm in my role um, with the campaign in the last 12 months, my phone is a lot busier now with companies and consumers and whatnot ringing, wanting to know about wool. Where can we get wool fibre? We're not seeing it at the farm gate, and I do appreciate, you know, all strong wool farmers listening today. It's brutal. They're losing money. We're probably it's probably costing New Zealand farmers 100 million a year at the moment. So it's brutal on farm. But I guess, Jamie, my message is I'm seeing a lot of really good things. It's going to take a little bit of time, but I do see some real light at the end of the tunnel for the strong wool industry. We've just got to hang in there. I hope you're right. Tom O'Sullivan from uh, the Campaign for Wool. Thanks for your time. Got to go. Thanks, Jamie.